Today on Bold Steps Weekend, Mark Job shows us how to maintain a red-hot faith. I want to see a people of God captured by a vision of God, empowered by the Spirit of God, that people know there's something different about that person's life. They're not like everybody else. They are red-hot spiritually. Welcome to Bold Steps Weekend with Mark Job. Mark is senior pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago, and he's also the president of Moody Bible Institute. I'm Wayne Shepherd. We're in a series titled Red Hot Faith, and Mark, to keep our spirit on fire for God, I think it means we have to use our spiritual gifts, doesn't it? Yeah, and this message is all about that. You know, some people think that uh, to, to serve, to give is going to drain them. But I believe it's a little bit the opposite. Mm. I think that unless we utilize our gifts, we tend to get dry. We tend to lose that energy. It's when we are serving others and allowing God to use us that that fire gets hotter, that we sense the presence of God moving in stronger ways. So it is imperative that you use the gift that God has given you. Well, let's continue this series. Today we're in Romans chapter 12, keeping your spirit red hot using your gifts. I was driving to my mother's house who lives in, in a town outside of Santander, Spain. And as I drove this car to her house, we had luggage and we unloaded the luggage, parked the car, went upstairs. The next morning when I went downstairs to use the car, it was a rental car, I went to try to start the car up and it wouldn't start. And I thought, great, I just rented a car and now it doesn't start. So I called the tow man. He got there and he checked the battery. And then he told me that he checked the alternator. And he said, well, the battery was drained, but the alternator's good. I think I left the, um, the lights on when we were unloading the luggage and it drained the battery throughout the night. But he said to me, all you need to do is take this car on a half hour to 40 minute drive. Now, those of you that know a little bit about cars understand that the, that the purpose of the alternator is to recharge your battery while you're in motion. If the alternator did not exist, your battery would be drained, and when you went, went to turn on your lights or start the car, it would not work. So the, the alternator works out of the energy of the movement and rotation of the tires that helps to recharge your battery every time you're in motion. Hear me well. Our spiritual life is that way at times. Unless we learn how to recharge our spiritual battery while we're in motion, some of us will get up one day and try to turn our spiritual ignition on and not get any movement to it. Our spiritual life needs to make sure it has a spiritual alternator that recharges our battery while we're running. Now, the second law 
of physics is called the second law of thermodynamics. I'm not even going to ask to see if any of you know what the second law of thermodynamics is because it's been so long that you were in a physics class that I'm sure most of us don't remember. But let me, let me refresh your memory with what the second law of thermodynamics says. Everything in the universe is running down, running out of energy, and becoming less organized and more disordered with time. That's the second law of thermodynamics. In other words, everything that is, if you get a car and you push it, it'll go for a while, but it'll run out of energy. If you take a baseball and throw it, it'll go for a while, but it'll run out of energy. The, the law of physics says that everything runs out of energy and everything loses power and everything becomes more disorganized as time goes on, stay with me, in a closed system. In an open system, it means that there's a new surge of power that's invested in it that gives it a new push forward. Unless you have an open system in which your spiritual life is re-energized, you will run out of spiritual strength or spiritual battery if you're functioning on your own power without the infusion of new power on a regular basis from on high. Are you tracking with me? I don't happen to believe in burnout if our spiritual alternator is working well. I don't believe if you do a, a lot, you, you get burned out. I believe you get burned out when you're not recharging your battery the right way. And so today I want to talk to you really about how to keep your spiritual battery recharged as you're serving God. To do so, I want to take your attention to Romans chapter 12. And I want you to look for a moment at Romans chapter 12 and what the Apostle Paul was telling a group of believers who is having a difficult time keeping their spiritual energy alive. I believe by and large we live in a culture that is spiritually lukewarm. I think we live in a culture that's religious but lukewarm. I think if you were to go down to Michigan Avenue today and shove a microphone in people's face and ask them, do you believe in God? That 98% of the people that you interview would say yes. I believe if you shove a microphone in people's face and if you ask them if they go to church, I believe that most of them would say occasionally. I believe if you put a same microphone in those people who say, I do believe in God and I occasionally go to church and you would ask them, what difference does your spirituality make in the way you live your life that most people would not be able to give you a clear answer? Because lukewarm spirituality does not change the way we talk, does not change the way we think, does not change our parenting, our marriage, our lifestyle, our vision, and our direction. Only red-hot spirituality can do that in our lives. Lukewarm spirituality makes us feel good that at least we believe in God, but doesn't touch us to change our life. Lukewarm spirituality 
makes us feel like we have someone to go to in times of trouble, but it doesn't touch us deeply enough to transform us and change us. It's light spirituality. Enough to have someone to go to when our kid is in the hospital, but not enough to make us change the way we live. Lukewarm spirituality is the temperature of the culture that we live in. If you are going to, if your life is going to change and you are going to make a difference, it'll only happen with red hot spirituality. I have no desire at all to try to build a church congregation that has lukewarm spirituality. No desire. I want to see a people of God captured by a vision of God, empowered by the spirit of God with red hot fervency in their life, the kind of red hot spiritual fervency that makes a difference in the community that we live and every place that we are at that people know there's something different about that person's life. They're not like everybody else. They are red hot spiritually. Romans chapter 12 talks to us a little bit about how to maintain that spirituality, that red hot faith as we are serving God. And so I'm going to read this a few verses and then I'm going to stop and make some comments about those verses and I want you to follow along with me as we study this passage. The Apostle Paul is writing to the church in Rome. It's the mega center of the world, the cultural center of the world the economic center of the world. It's where the emperor lives and it's wherever, in, in those days they said all roads lead to Rome. And so the apostle Paul is writing to the church that's in Rome and he tells them in chapter 12, he starts off by telling them, do not be like everybody else. Do not be conformed to this world. But he says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You can't be like everybody else around you. You have to be different. You have to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And as you're transformed by the renewing of your mind through the word, then you'll be able to present your lives as living sacrifices unto God so you dedicate yourself completely to God. And then he goes on to describe our service and tells us how we are to serve God and use our gifts for God. In verse 3, he says, For I say, through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. The word grace comes from the word charisma. Uh, today, in today's society, when someone is a popular person and has an attractive personality, we say that person has charisma, or we say that person is charismatic. But in a theological sense, that word charisma means favor, unmerited, undeserved favor, a gift from God. So the Apostle Paul says, I say by the gift given to me by God, to everyone who is listening to the church of Rome, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. What Paul is saying is that every one of us has a gift. We all have been given a measure of faith. We all have been given a gift, 
but never start thinking that your gift gives you a reason to be proud because your gift has nothing to do with how good or how bad you are. Your gift is a talent, an ability, a supernatural calling that God has given to you that's a gift. You don't merit, you don't deserve it. It doesn't make you better or worse. It's just a gift that you receive and God expects and wants you to use the gift that you've received. listening to Bold Steps Weekend with our Bible teacher, Mark Job and a message titled, Keeping Your Spirit Red Hot Using Your Gifts. And we'll continue in a moment. Did you know that you can listen to Bold Steps Weekend no matter where you are or what you're doing? Just open up your favorite podcast app on your phone or mobile device and search for Bold Steps Weekend with Dr. Mark Job, and then tap the subscribe button. You can also get to our podcast page by clicking the Apple or Google Play links right on our website at boldstepsweekend.org. Well, we're so thankful for listeners like you who truly care about learning more from the Word of God. If you are a podcast listener, please consider leaving a review and rating to help others find these biblical teachings. All right, let's go back to the second half of today's message now with Mark, here on Bold Steps Weekend. I believe that you have a gifting, a call, a purpose, a design for your life that you are to fulfill that is bigger than yourself, that affects other people, and it's a design and a gift and a calling given to you by God. I believe that the moment that you are saved, give your life to Christ, that the Holy Spirit energizes whatever gift and calling you have. I believe that some people discover it and some people don't. You say, Pastor, I have no idea what my gifts are and what my call is. It doesn't mean you don't have it, though. It just means you don't know it. And what the Apostle Paul is saying is that some people, there's two spectrums. Some people, God starts using them. And they start utilizing their gifts and they get all proud and puffed up. And they start thinking, wow, I'm really something. Look at what God is doing through me. I really have some special gifts. I'm really talented. Good thing God has me on his team. And then there's other people at the other end of the spectrum that walk around with their head down, looking at their feet. And they're saying, I don't. I don't have anything to contribute. I'm not smart. I can't speak. I don't have any gifts. I wish I had some gifts like other people have. I just don't have anything to offer. I'm a nobody. I'm a nothing. In one, in one corner, we have someone that's puffed up and proud. And the other corner, we have someone that's been lied to by the enemy that thinks they have nothing to offer. And what the Apostle Paul says is, I want you to think soberly. In other words, I want you to have a clear mind about your gifting. I don't want you to become proud, and I don't want you to buy into the lies of defeat because the gifting that you have comes from God. And if it's a gift, you can't be proud of it. Hello? There's nothing to brag about because it's something that God has given you. And so therefore, understand, humbly understand that what I have comes from God and I give him the credit and the honor and the glory. Number two. And by the way, I think that goes along with our measure of faith. I believe that God has given some people a measure of faith to do certain things. 
and you can't be proud about the faith that God has given you. It's a gift that God gives you, a measure of faith. He gives some a lot, he gives some a little bit, but we have to point to God ultimately and say, thank you, God, that you've given it to me. Number two, you need to keep in mind that we are interdependent and connected to one another. Notice what he says in verse four. For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function. So we being many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Notice what he says here. He, he refers to the church as the body of Christ. In this image of the body, Jesus Christ is the head, and we, the people of God, we form the body. Some people are toes, some people are fingers, a lot of people are mouths, very few people are ears. We form the body of Christ. Jesus is the head, we are the body. It says there are many members, one body, but all the members do not have the same function. In Corinthians, the Apostle Paul talks about people. He said, what would happen if everybody said, I want to be an eye? You're a toe when you say, I'm tired of being a big toe. People step on me. I'm down here in the dirt and the mud. The other toes stink. Man, I want to be an eye. Everybody looks at the eyes. They paint the eyes. Everybody focuses on the eyes. They think the eyes are the best thing. I wish I could be an eye. I'm tired of being a toe. And the hand says, you know what? I'm tired of being a hand too. I mean, I got to do all the messy things. You know, last week I had to clean the toilet. Man, was that a nasty job. That eye, the eye just sits there, looks pretty. They just look around. You know, they, they got the easy job. I got the nasty job. I want to be an eye too. And let's say the foot, the leg, the mouth, the ears, the hands, everybody said, let's be an eye. And the apostle Paul says, if everybody were an eye, think about it. We would say, there's Joe. And Joe is just one big eyeball rolling down the aisle. We'd say, that's a freak. It's a freak of nature. Where's the hands? Where's the legs? Where's the ears? You know, you can't just be one eye. Listen, it's the same in the body of Christ. We can't all be one gift. We all have different gifts. I've been into some churches where, where it seems like the church tries to make a preacher out of everybody, and they think everybody's got to be a preacher. And I'm, I'm going to say no. Some people have the gift of preaching or teaching or encouragement or healing or prophecy or helps or administration. There are a lot of gifts within the body, but we don't all have the same gifts. We have a variety of gifts so that we can be healthy as a body. So we are a body. We are interconnected with one another. And you may not understand how important your gift is, but when you stop using your gift, someone suffers. 
let me give you an illustration. Maybe you're here and you have the gift of encouragement. But you've been saying all the time, I don't want to have the gift of encouragement. I want to sing like Brother John Palazzi does up there. I mean, he's got a guitar. He looks so nice and put together and sings and he encourages you. I want to sing like that. I want to play the guitar and sing like that. I'm going to audition to sing. And so you audition to sing. They listen to your voice. And then the worship leader says, you know, bless you, brother. You, it seems like you have a good heart. But you probably need to like look at serving. Have you ever considered the children's ministry? You know, some people are like me. You love to sing. You got a voice, but you need to stick to singing in the shower. You know, that's that's the best place to sing. You know, I, so that person with the gift of encouragement that signed up for the the worship team kept saying, I want to sing like that. I want to be up there. Then you get all mad. I want to be a worship leader, a singer. If I'm not going to be in this worship team, then my gift of encouragement, I don't even like it. I'm going to sit in the back of the church until someone gives me an opportunity to sing. And so you come in every Sunday, you're kind of mad. You're kind of huffy. They're not even making me a backup singer in that worship band. And so you sit in the back and little do you know that Tom walks in that Sunday and he sits two seats next to you. What you don't know is that Tom has struggled deeply and severely that week. In fact, he's had flashes of suicide go through his mind. He's so dark, so depressed, so discouraged that he's wondering if life is worth living he finds himself going down that dark hole and he comes to church and the worship is going, but he's not into it. The preaching's going, but it's not connecting. What he really needs is someone with the gift of encouragement to put their arm around them and to let them know, hey, I, hey, fight for you. I'm in your corner. I care about you. Hey, something can happen. Don't give up. What he needs is you. But since you have, well, since you're boycotting your gift, You've decided you're going to go AWOL and just sit there with your arms crossed because you can't sing on the worship team. You have just robbed this body of your gift of encouragement. And guess what? Tom's going to get out and leave this place. And what he really needed was not a message from Pastor Mark and was not a song from John Palazzi. What he really needed was your gift of encouragement, but you chose not to give it to him. When we utilize your, when you are when you have faith in God and you are utilizing your gift and operating in your gifting, it's like oxygen to your faith. It stretches you, it keeps, it keeps oxygen blowing on your faith, keeping you stretched on fire. You're listening to Bold Steps Weekend with our Bible teacher, Mark Job, and a message titled, Keeping Your Spirit Red Hot Using Your Gifts. Now, if you've missed any part of this series called Red Hot Faith, you can catch up on demand when you visit boldstepsweekend.org. While you're online, be sure to take advantage of the videos and articles and special featured resources available to you there, boldstepsweekend.org. And if you haven't already, take a moment to request your copy of our latest Bold Action Gift. And to tell us more about it, here again is Mark. As Christians, we want to reach those around us with the love and truth of the gospel. But when every attempt is met with hostility, condemnation, and judgment, many of us are tempted to simply walk away 
and leave our persecutors to their own devices. That's why our Bold Action Gift is such an important resource. It's a book from Dr. Erwin Lutzer that not only encourages us to stay in the fight, but shows us how. It's titled, We Will Not Be Silenced. And you're invited to discover some of the legitimate hurts and concerns that non-believers have about the church and how to respond with compassion and truth. Friends, our world is in desperate need of what only Christ can provide. And no matter what we risk by sharing the gospel, the reward is infinitely more. So don't wait. Reach out and request We Will Not Be Silenced today. We'll send you a copy straight to your door when you give a gift of any amount to support this ministry. And we'll be happy to send you a copy when you give online at boldstepsweekend.org. Or you can give over the phone by calling us at 866-535-5580. You can also send a one-time gift and request We Will Not Be Silenced in the mail. Address your envelope to Bold Steps Weekend, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. Now, if you've given before, or perhaps even a few times, I hope you'll consider signing up today to become a Bold Partner by automating your financial gifts on a monthly basis. When you donate $30 or more each month, you'll gain access to our informative and encouraging bi-weekly email, The Bold Partner Post. You'll also receive 50% off anything in the Moody Publishers online store, along with a signed copy of Mark's book, Unstuck, Out of Your Cave and Into Your Call. These are just a few of the ways we say thanks to our Bold Partners. So sign up today on our website. Once again, you'll find us at boldstepsweekend.org. I'm Wayne Shepherd. That's all the time we have today. But be sure to join us next weekend when Mark continues this message on keeping your spirit red hot using your gifts. We'll see you next time here on Bold Steps Weekend. Bold Steps Weekend is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.